Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, welcome to Politics by Faith. I'm Mike Slater. Thanks for being here. If you are new to the podcast, the reason we're here is that I have been getting way too anxious and worked up about the news. Just, just me? I'm the only one? And I've been tempted to just give up on it all and stop paying attention to any of it entirely. But that's not good either because this affects your life, politics does. You're trying to raise a family, put food on the table. Politics matter. So the goal of this podcast is to take a story of the day, lean into the anxiety that it causes or whatever emotion it causes, and then give some historical perspective because there's nothing new under the sun and some biblical peace so that we can go to sleep at night. Truly, that's it. So we can go to sleep at night and wake up rested and fight another day. If you have five minutes, you can go back, check out the first episode where we explain the full genesis of it all and why we call this podcast Politics by Faith. But let's get to it. The story of the day, inflation. Oh, geez, Slater, did, did I already hear this one? Didn't you just do this like 10 times last week? More economy issues? Yeah, yeah, more economy. It's causing me anxiety. Are you not anxious? Is it not causing you anxiety? No, I know I'm not alone. Every poll about the election coming up, what's your top issue? Every single poll, everyone says the economy, top issue, of course. Well, here's what they do. It's a little bit of a trick. They'll break it down. So they'll say something like, oh, well, 37% of potential voters, 37% of potential voters, their top issue is high prices. And 34% of voters, their number one issue is gas prices. And 31% of potential voters, their top issue is inflation. It's like, yeah, those are the same thing. Those are just different ways of saying the same thing. Do you want to know the number one way on how to make it through bad economic times? You ready? You want to know? Oh, you're on the edge of your seat. First, though, before I tell you, what kind of advice are you thinking I'm about to give? Because you're probably wanting me to give some economic advice. Like, you should invest in this company, right? Gold, you need to buy gold. You should move your money over here. You should spend your money over there. You need to invest in real estate. No, don't invest in real estate. Ah, that's not my advice. I said, do you want to know the number one way to make it through bad economic times? I didn't mean the top investment advice, because that's not what this is at its core. This is an emotional and spiritual problem. And we could talk about the economic problems. There are plenty. But it's mostly, at least for me, on a daily basis, it's an emotional and spiritual problem. So you want to make it through economic bad times? Kill your envy. What is envy? Simplest definition, to want what belongs to someone else. A little bit deeper, it is a resentful, dissatisfied longing for another's possessions, position, 
fortune, achievements, or success. The Latin root of the word means having hatred or ill will. And the Latin word literally means to look through with your eyes like a dagger. <laughs> to look through someone or something with eyes like a dagger. It's not good. Envy is not good. Proverbs 14.30, a tranquil heart gives life to the body, but envy makes the bones rot. Let's lament for a little bit, shall we? So much of the pain of the economic bad times is envy, or, or there's, there's the inherent pain with the economic bad times, but then on top of that is the emotional and spiritual pain of the envy. I'm not trying to diminish the economic issues, don't get me wrong. It's just on top of that, like we need something else, like we need more of a burden. In my experience, there's two kinds of envy, or, or I should say, two types of people that I'm envious at. The first is other people. And that's obvious, right? I'm envious of that guy's bigger house, that guy's nicer car, that guy's yacht. I don't even want a yacht. Seems like a lot of work, honestly. But I'm still jealous that he can buy one and I can't. So there's that kind of envy, the one of other people. But I have another kind of envy. I don't know, maybe I'm the only one. I also have an envy of an alternate reality me where I made different, better economic decisions in the past. And this alternate reality me has way more money than actual me. And I get envious of him. I get envious of the me that could have been. <laughs> it's, like, it's not even real. And would I have invested in that company? No, probably not. I, but I could have. Oh, and if I did, I'd be swimming in money today. If only I invested in Bitcoin when it was a dollar or when my friend first told me about it. Oh, I'd be living in a house on the beach. Oh, my life would be so much better. If only I had a million dollars. If I had one million dollars, I wouldn't stress about anything anymore. And I'd be able to buy all these things I want. All these things would make me happy. I'd live in a beautiful house and everything would be great. And I go down this road and I spiral down. And then any connection I have with reality is gone. And this envy, it's not even based on a real actual person. It's, it's based on an alternate reality of me. Bertrand Russell, he said this about envy. He said, you may envy Napoleon, but Napoleon envied Caesar. And Caesar envied Alexander the Great. And Alexander the Great envied Hercules, who never existed. You can get away from envy by avoiding comparisons with those you imagine, perhaps falsely, to be more fortunate than yourself. Yeah, but what could have been? What could have been? Where I'd be now, if only, if only I. Did you hear about the guy who in 2010, he had 10,000 Bitcoin and he bought a pizza with it. $41, two pizzas. $41, but he bought pizza. Today, as we speak, that 10,000 Bitcoin would be worth $200 million. And it, it was he bought it for two pizzas, but used <laughs> spent it on two pizzas. Now, if that were me, I would think about that constantly nonstop. That would consume my thoughts 24 hours a day. If only I did not buy that Papa John's pizza. 
So I lament my envy of other people and, and this, this envy I have of a non-existent alternative reality me who made different financial decisions. It's just my bones are rotted. The envy makes my bones rot. Let's get to the Bible with this. There are many examples of envy in the Bible. Cain killed his brother, Abel, out of envy. Esau envied his brother, Jacob. Rachel envied her sister, Leah. Mark 15.10 says that it was out of envy that the chief priests had delivered Jesus up. It was envy. They envied him. The Pharisees envied him. None of those stories went well for anyone, really. The envy destroyed them. and They made very bad decisions when their heart was full of envy. I think the first thing we think of when we're talking about envy is possessions. You're envious of things that other people have. But there's also the envy of success. The envy of notoriety, right? People notice him and not me. Look how much more success he has. That guy got the promotion and I didn't. That person's famous and I'm not. I'm doing this. this we got this new podcast here, right? Oh, look how many more downloads this other podcast has. Why does that podcast have more reviews than mine? It's not even good. It mine's way better. Whatever your profession is, there's that envy of somebody else's notoriety. And I think the clearest example of that has to be David and Saul, right? So young David killed Goliath. Great news, right? Hooray, the king should be happy. First Samuel 18.7, as David returned from striking the Philistines, the women came out of all the towns of Israel to meet Saul, the king. And they said, Saul has struck down his thousands, but David his ten thousands. Ooh, king's not going to take kindly to that. The Bible says when Saul heard this praise, he was displeased and said, they ascribed 10,000s to David, but to me, they only ascribe thousands. And what more can he have except the kingdom? So Saul eyed David from that day on, eyed him. The Hebrew word there uh, for eyed David, it means to look at enviously. To look at enviously. And where did that envy lead Saul? Well, he tried to kill David. We don't want that. We don't want envy that rots your bones, leading you to make bad decisions. So what's in my control with this envy I feel? How do we get through this bad economy with the envy I feel? We got to kill it. Make sure you are never taken out by envy. How do you do that? The antidote is gratitude and contentment. This is a clip from Louis C.K.'s TV show. So his daughter comes into the kitchen, and uh, I just got to play the whole thing. Can I have a mango pop? No, there's only one. That's not fair. It's not fair, Daddy. What? Lily got a mango pop, and I didn't get one. Yep. Well, that's not fair. I, I don't even know what that means. Why does she get one and not me? Because she's a separate person from you. You're never going to get the same things as other people. It's never going to be equal. It's not going to happen ever in your life. So you might as well learn that now, okay? Well, then I get something else. Hear me. You get, I get something else. What do you mean you get? I get something no, else. Hear nobody, me. Jane. Nobody gets anything. She got something. She got a mango pot. Yeah, that, that's that's right now. She's lucky, and you're not particularly lucky. Maybe later you'll be lucky. Maybe. But it's so point. not fair. You only should be concerned with what somebody it's else. It's not. I'm telling you something right now. You should only ever be concerned with what's... You are not fair. 
the centimeter. The only time you look in your neighbor's bowl is to make sure that they have enough. How good is that? And that's the envy. We're looking into other people's bowls to make sure that we have more, to compare, to make sure we have more than they do. The only reason you should be looking into other people's bowls to make sure that they have enough. Let me give you another trick. If you ever catch yourself being envious of someone, you have to remind yourself that you have to take the whole package. You can't have just a part of someone's life that you want. You have to take the whole life. You have to take everything. So you can't just have the success of this other person. You also have to take the 100 hour work weeks where he never saw his family and his family's mad at him for choosing work over them. You can't just take the success of Tom Brady or the money of Tom Brady or the Super Bowls of Tom Brady. You have to also take the divorce and the pain that comes from that. All, you have to take all of it. You want to be a celebrity like this person over there? Well, you also have to take their complete lack of privacy or the media being in every bit of your business constantly. Why are celebrities always so miserable, you think? There's a scene from the Michael Jordan documentary where he's at, a, he's at the peak of his fame and he's in a hotel room and he's laying on a couch and he just wants to go get some pizza, but he can't because the entire hotel room is packed with people desperately waiting to see him. So he can't leave his hotel room. He's miserable. He just wants to walk outside. Can you walk outside? Good. So you want to be famous? You want to be as famous as Michael Jordan? Michael Jordan doesn't want to be as famous as Michael Jordan. Robert Greene, the author of 48 Laws of Power, among many other books, he says, people tend to hide their problems. We only see and hear of their triumphs, their new relationships, their brilliant ideas that will land them a gold mine. Nothing is ever so perfect as it seems. Look behind the glittering facade that people present. So when you catch yourself about to be in a state of envy, Two things. First, don't look to someone with more than you. Look to someone who has less. Get in the habit of only looking into other people's bowls to make sure that they have enough. Second, tell yourself that when you get envious of someone, you have to take the whole package of that person's life, not just that one thing you want. So what do we do now? What do we think about? Give a couple of tricks of the trade there, perhaps, as you feel envious through these bad economic times, there's a couple tricks, but this is a heart issue. And envy can only go away when you have contentment with what God has given you in the moment. Jim Carrey said, I think everybody should get rich and famous and do everything they ever dreamed of so that they can see that it's not the answer. He's speaking to discontentment. We need to be like Paul, Philippians 4.10. He says, I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. And then the famous line that you've heard before, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. It's about contentment, wherever you are, whatever you have. Last week, 
in one of these episodes, I was very angry at our leaders for putting us here, for putting in this, putting us in this situation. And that anger and frustration is bad enough. I mean, you have you have the economic realities, which are bad, and then you have the anger and frustration on top of that, and then the anxiety of what's next on top of that, and then throw on envy on top of that. It's like, no, 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 you can't do all that. I can't do that. That's too much. But it's going to be those things that are taking me. Like the economy won't take you out. It won't. You'll make it through. People have made it through much worse. You will make it through. The economy won't take you out. It'll be, for me, it'll be my heart. Because envy makes the bones rot. And just to highlight that first part of that Proverbs again, the first part of that Proverbs, a tranquil heart gives life to the body. Oh, I want that tranquility so much more than envy. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you for subscribing, leaving that five-star review. It takes 0.4 seconds. You click the five-star, maybe a quick little, oh, you love the show. Uh, send me an email if you'd like. I, I, I greatly appreciate all the words of encouragement that you've sent. Uh, it is encouraging. Thank you for that. Uh, any constructive criticism, please send it. SlaterRadio at gmail.com. And if you have anything in the news that's making you anxious, please let me know as well, and we will address it here on the show. We'll give the historical perspective and the biblical peace to give us that tranquil heart that I want. <laughs> and I bet you do too. Thanks so much for being here. Politics by Faith. I'm Slater.